Hello. Hello. Oh, no, I cannot. No, no. Okay. What's the matter? I cannot minimize Zoom while I am recording. I don't know what that means. It's because I try to minimize Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to minimize Zoom. We're here. We're big. <laughs> I wanted to um, see what my laptop was up to, but that's a fool's errand. Yeah, don't go there. I'm going to have to sort this out in the new year. It is the new year, or are you talking about next new year? <laughs> At some point this year. <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Are we, are we ready to go? As good as ever. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Izzy and Gina in Stitches, informal conversation about life in general and art and creativity in particular with me, Gina Ferrari. And me, Izzy Moore. Hello, Gina. Happy New Year. Hello. Happy New Year. How, how are, are you? How are you? How are you? Who? You? You? Who? You? Me? Oh. I think this actually tells you exactly how I am. So. Tells you all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually fine. It's just, you know, accepting that things are in a lull and that's as they were before Christmas and it's not gone away, you know, no. in your mind. And I think this kind of ties into what we're going to talk about. In my mind, I believed that once we got to New Year, it would all sort out and I'd be fine. But of course, we're still here and things are carrying on. But I'm okay. I'm fine. So Good. how are you? I'm all right. Um, yeah, I was up earlier today. Still wasn't as early as we probably should have been. I actually forgot to set my alarm. Um, well, I set it, but I didn't start it, if you see what I mean. <laughs> I set the time I wanted, but I forgot didn't, to say didn't switch it on yeah go <laughs> um so which is sort of like the story of <laughs> the last hit of story of my life yeah so yeah I'm just I I was feeling absolutely exhausted I'm feeling better now because of just trying to get sleep back on track I've been sleeping so badly and Christmas is a funny time and it's funny funny food although sort of you know less funny than it could be because I cook it yeah and I eat more or less what I want, but there's sort of other things that sneak in, like yeah, you know, cake and things like that, which yeah, there's be... more sugar than you normally. Yeah, have more sugar. That. Yeah, not much more alcohol actually. I'm still very good with that, and we haven't had a drink for the last few nights, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> no. It hasn't yet, unfortunately. If it made a dramatic difference to my sleep, I would. Anyway, so it's. It's that sort of, I, I don't like this time of year generally. I don't do well with lack of daylight and I find it really hard to, like I'll say, I'll, I'll go for a walk after lunch and I think I'll yeah. just do 10 minutes of this. And of course you look up and it's dark. Yeah, the afternoon just goes. Or, it? or it's raining, yeah. yeah. Or, or it's pouring with rain. And then, you know, we had that week of snow and freezing cold temperatures I just didn't leave the house and it just felt awful yeah I don't mind the cold it's the dark I'm, yeah I'm with you on that cold I can yeah. do and usually as well if it is cold it's bright sunshine as well and that's yeah. lovely but just the not going out and the, the fact that it gets dark so oh, I do ah, miserable but the light is coming <laughs> back the light is coming back yes it is so that you've got to look to the positive yeah. on yeah. the up. it's only about five or ten minutes a week at the moment but it it will change it will suddenly go rapidly won't it yeah. 
but no I'm, I'm okay and I haven't obviously done as much in my studio as I would like I have done a big tidy up I have done a few bits and pieces I've got lots of ideas which I'll come to in my D and D later my discoveries and diversions right. and whatever that has been diverting me <laughs> but it's been fun as well <laughs> interesting um but actually it might come into what we're talking about today some of the things that I've been pondering sure um yeah so I've got ideas I've got plans and stuff I've done my tax return so did I did it last well did I, I did it on the 1st of January <laughs> oh well done you I've done it earlier than last year and that's that was really good because I did panic because I did delete my spreadsheet back in the summer um yeah. and so I had to start silly, wasn't it <laughs> it was a bit silly I had to start completely from scratch and actually um yeah doom piles piles of doom doom piles I had to find a particular number that had to go in um and so it was a piece of paper that I knew was in Nick's office. I thought it was in the filing cabinet. I thought oh. if we had statements or certificates and things, when they came through and I gave them to him, naively, I thought he would file them. No. Right. In a pile. There's a doom pile. And I was so cross because I thought I was bad. And then I went into his office. Oh, my word. <laughs> I was absolutely furious. I found the paper and things eventually but uh, yeah but then of course I had to find something I'd completely forgotten say about Ramster which was the last tax year right. totally forgot about that and I only found it all because it was in a box file which was my old heap which I'd just taken from my desk and put in a box file right it was still a heap and then also later on I was going through it after I submitted my return and I found a few receipts <laughs> so Please, I, I just put mine in as they come. I, all I the time. know you do, which I was doing because that would drive me mad if I had to go yeah, through it all and that. But I was doing that right up until I deleted it. <laughs> oh, until you lost it, yeah. And then oh, I yeah. thought, oh, for goodness' sake! And I just lost all my. I don't know where I am, what I've done, where no, and I just lost it. See, if that happened to me, I would be completely lost because I don't, I don't even know where all my receipts are. Well, exactly. So anyway, so there was, there's been a lot of stomping about and castigating myself and him upstairs and ah, but ah, it's, it's done. It's done. Good. And relax. <laughs> Should we get on to our... Yeah, a, bit, a, bit a meaty one, really. I don't know why it popped up, but I thought we could talk about limiting beliefs and how they hold us back. So... That's really funny because I've written a completely different title on my notes. <laughs> let me just you. let me just cross that. Are out. we on the same page? We are because well, my tell notes. Me what you've written down? <laughs> I wrote imposter syndrome. I don't know why. I know we're talking about limiting, but let me just correct. We've that. already done imposter syndrome. I know we have. I know we have, Gina. Right. <laughs> okay. Do we know what we're doing? Do does one of us know what we're doing? My notes refer to limiting beliefs, okay, but that's, that's the title fine. as well. Limiting beliefs. So those little niggly thoughts we all have in our head that hold us back. Here's one. Go on. We should be perfect and get everything right all the time. Oh, no, I don't have that one. Exactly. I've just proven that. That's, that's a stupid <laughs> belief. Oh, definitely not. Uh, so, you know, there's all the sort of things that we... T but sort of my three of stuff. 
art related. I did suggest to Izzy that we had three each and we talk for less than five minutes each on each one, but we'll see how that goes. And I came back with a ye of little faith. <laughs> you think I'm going to whiffle waffle on, don't you? You just assume yeah. I am. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you see, actually, you said limiting beliefs. And I thought, huh, well, what are the things that my most sort of limiting beliefs? And they're sort of, there's one that is specifically art related. Right. They're sort of not really art related but it sort of affects everything I do anyway so they might as well you know they sort of are does that make sense are we just going to compare stories yeah I think so people like to hear our stories don't they yeah apparently (laughs) this was your idea so would you like to kick us off okay I'm gonna kick off with the big one that probably has held me back until I got to 60 yeah and that is that I needed to go to art school to be an artist right and, you know, it goes right back to my school days. I'd always drawn all through my childhood. I'd always believed I was going to be some sort of artist. I don't ever recall anyone telling me I was any good at it. And that's kind of almost another limiting belief, but I won't go there now. And got to my teens. I'm going to go to art college and no, school parents. No, not a good move. And so I kind of gave it up. And I guess really we have limiting beliefs to protect ourselves from failing don't we so you know I was not an artist so I could tell myself you know I I trained to be a teacher I taught maths and because I wasn't an artist I told myself that was because I hadn't gone to art college right so therefore so therefore I I couldn't be an artist because I'd never been to art college because that ship had sailed when you were 18 exactly and so you know that's tough couldn't do that and that's such a stupid thing to think isn't it and that is a big limiting belief and then I saw a brilliant quote from David Hockney which I'm going to paraphrase, that just said, nobody ever asks to see your art diploma. What they want to see is your paintings. <laughs> it's your art, yeah. That is excellent. Thought, yes. <laughs> so was that the moment it flipped for you? Was that? Well, it kind of then flipped. And I thought, yeah, I can say I'm an artist. Who's going to argue with me? You know, yeah. is anybody actually going to turn around and say, no, you're not? Who are you kidding? I still yeah. sometimes think that might happen. Yeah, it's still in the it's back still of your that mind. Yeah. thing that holds you back when you go and give a talk and you think they're all going to sit there and say, who are you to talk about that? Or what do you know about? Yeah. So it comes up. So most of the time it's OK, but it comes up at sort of moments of potential scrutiny. Yeah, I guess so. When you're putting yourself out there or you are standing there as here I am, Gina Ferrari, artist, giving you a talk at that moment, you are claiming that is who you are that you are stating i am artist i am here to tell you things yeah that's when it comes and gets you unexpectedly as well probably maybe i mean i i don't think it does so much anymore i mean yeah my instagram says artist my facebook says artist i feel confident about saying that now but there's still that niggling you know maybe somebody's going to call me out yeah (laughs) no you're not don't be silly (laughs) (laughs) that that so that's probably my biggest one. And yeah, obviously it yeah. did hold me back a lot all through my life. Yeah. Know, it was just a hobby. I was never an artist. I was just somebody who could paint <laughs> occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Weird one. So okay. go on then. What about you? Uh, well, my first one, uh, I just scribbled down, just boom, top of my head. I can't draw. But sort of revising that, it's not that I hear that in my head. I can't draw. I hear it's more on the line in the lines of my drawings are crap or I'm not as good as 
X. I'm not as good as anyone else. And that's actually related to another one as well, um, further down. But yeah. And and then on my notes, I've just put, well, yes, I can. I just need to practice. Just need to practice. Yeah. This is why I think you think this is going to be a long whiffly one. No, it's not. <laughs> but you know, I I know that now. Now, as an adult and someone who has been teaching as well, teaching others. Sure. And so even when you're so like when I was first teaching adults. And I had my teaching thing, my PGCE. I knew how to teach on paper, sure. but teaching adults, you have to do it for the first time at some some point. And teaching adults for the first time, realizing that talking to them and encouraging them, it's a completely different psychological game in a way to children. That you're yeah. talking to grown-ups. They don't want to sort of have a gold star. I mean, maybe they do like gold stars and... Sort of my thing. big difference with teaching grown-ups is they don't listen they don't <laughs> <laughs> but no you know feedback is a lot yeah. more nuanced and it's not that you want to just sort of oh that's lovely Joan when actually Joan has done something oh my god what is that <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not that you'd sort of want to just sort of fob people off by saying everything no, is lovely no. and wonderful but at the same time you do have to be very well, it, I don't know, as an adult as well, I was much more aware of people's um, sort of confidence, self-belief, sure. and that what you say can really affect that. So yeah, you have I, to be positive. Yeah, have to be if... well, positive or at least, yeah, sort of constructive. Sure. So by being constructive and positive and whatever with other people, that has then helped me to do the same with myself-ish, sure. you know, to say to myself, yeah, come on. No, what would you say to someone else? I would say it's fine. Everyone can join. You just need to practice. Blah blah blah. So, because I've said it so much myself, I have changed yeah. that belief, if you like. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and you know, and the stories with all this just comes. It all comes down to parents, doesn't it? It all comes down to your childhood or something uh, a teacher said or whatever. Often it does. Yeah talking to nick about this yesterday actually funny enough and we say like so it's like you've got this awful little box and you open the lid it's like they're all in there all these nasty little comments or little digs that people have given you over the years you know we cool. keep them oh, and of course we do yeah, yeah. and every now and again it shapes you lift, who we are yeah you lift the lid and it goes at you the, oh my god no <laughs> it's horrible yeah. Anyway, so that's my first one. How about your second one? My second one is almost the same as yours. That I thought perhaps I was never any good at art. Right. And that's why nobody told me. And then you think sometimes perhaps, and then I used to tell myself these little stories that maybe nobody ever said, oh, you're good at this because they didn't want to make me big-headed or yeah. maybe they assumed I already knew. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, don't be stupid. Maybe I'm just no good. And I remember think having these sort of conversations in my head that maybe I just was never ever good enough to have gone to art college, and they were that's why they were sort of protecting me from protecting that, protecting you and encouraging you to do something else. Ooh. I mean, I did art up to A level, got an absolutely rubbish grade, but then I pretty much taught myself because the school said no, we can't timetable you into art, and so you. I used to go up in my lunch hours and see what the projects were and just do it. I had no art teaching yeah. at all. And so, you know, yeah, I got a really crap grade. 
<laughs> who needs an art A level? <laughs> but exactly. See, you and I know as adults that yeah sorry folks a levels whatever it's just an academic exercise it's just about writing the right thing in the right box yeah. and you know because i know yeah. well i know this from talking to uh, a daughter about her a levels from going to see the geography teacher and he was saying well so when she writes an essay she's got to do this this and this this uh, this um aim here and this objective there and they've got right. to do these five as they get oh my god this is writing essays by formula but that's all it was, just to make sure that it you is, were just saying through. the right thing to get the right number of marks. I mean, the only thing I do remember about my art A level was that I used to be really good at drawing and I could spend hours on a really complex drawing. Yeah. I used to love doing that at that age. Yeah. If I got my paints out, slap bang, it was done. <laughs> and for our art final paper, we had to do a 15-hour painting and a three-hour drawing. That's the wrong way around yeah yeah wrong way around for me and the art teacher did actually apply to see if I could do it the other way around yeah the, the board wouldn't let me oh. so you know my painting was probably finished in three hours. probably finished in three hours and you spent the next 12 going yeah because that's the way I paint <laughs> so but there we go but you know I think actually that that's one that's carried through with me and it still bothers me sometimes now that I think yeah well yeah I look at other people's abstracts and think well look at mine maybe mine aren't any good I don't know which is all sort of tied into the next one I'm going to get to but it's really hard to shake that belief in yourself that yeah what is good but then I think the moment I start thinking you know I'm producing wonderful stuff and good stuff I don't I stop trying and I stop yeah, pushing forward interesting so there's a little too, bit of yeah. that as well that there almost has to be yeah. that element of dissatisfaction yeah yeah to keep pushing yeah. get better because if we were all perfect it'd yeah. be rubbish wouldn't it <laughs> oh god we're whizzing through this is he? well you say that I've, so i've got two but i've sort of scribbled an amendment to one but they're all sort of related so the first the next one i've written down is i'm silly or i'm ridiculous and that comes directly from my father to which my response is so what i think that's a good quality <laughs> <laughs> i am silly but this is the thing. I am, I am silly, and I like to think I can be very sort of light-hearted. Yeah, um, define silly though. I mean, light-hearted is really good. Silly is a funny word to yeah, use. Yeah, I think it? silly means I'm, yeah, ridiculous. I don't, I can't be taken seriously. Was that your dad's words? Yeah, probably. Maybe a yeah. little bit scatty is a word I might. No, use. he wouldn't. He wouldn't have used scatty because I wasn't particularly scatty. It was probably yeah. things like the way I dressed or whatever. He would just sort of look me up and down and go, oh, that's ridiculous. So you didn't fit his view of what was right. Or I, I don't know, just the, yeah. And and it, just sort of being, it's just very dismissive, really, which then ties into my next one as well, which is, well, actually, this could be, let's join these two together. Yeah, and then them together. And then the one I wrote underneath, that could be my third. Um, it ties into my opinion is worthless. You know, if you're silly yeah. or if you're lighthearted or if you just see the ridiculousness in things, then your opinion isn't really worth very much. It's not serious. You're not doing something right. that's interesting or cutting edge or or whatever. And that makes me angry because I think, yeah, I'm lighthearted, but I am deadly serious. Sure. I can come across as very 
yeah very sort of silly or you know it, at my worst I could be very flippant and I could be very <laughs> insulting without really meaning to be <laughs> because you know just from silliness I would say something silly which could actually be very cutting <laughs> if I'm not careful I do <laughs> yeah I have to be careful yeah. but I am who I am but yeah and we shouldn't actually be in denial of our personalities and yeah yeah so just because I come over as being slightly sick so like my Instagram captions or whatever you know they're all wiffly waffly and all a bit silly but I actually feel much more comfortable sort of showing that in public than trying to be serious and serious artist and here you know I can't Good. do that yeah. I yeah. can't it doesn't mean though that inside I don't have deep feelings, deep thoughts, you know, strongly held opinions. Yeah. I can be very serious. And yeah. No, I can identify with that. So, so what? So what if people think I'm silly? I think a lot of it, though, this comes with as we get older, we realise it doesn't actually matter what other people think. And also this one for me, particularly with things like social media, and, and my newsletter and whatever, just being much more myself has really been in the last few years because yeah. I've been doing so much more and been True. much more aware because I have gained followers and whatever. So I'm aware that people are actually reading what I say oh. and responding. So then you think, oh, okay. It's finding your tribe, isn't it? And the people who identify with you, yeah. And finding your voice as well and just trusting that actually if I show who I really am, people don't you know, point fingers and go, oh, she's so silly <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> it's funny, oh. isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not a word I would ever associate with you. But also yeah. the thing about my opinion being worthless as well, because that that again is my father with the blazing rows we would have about... Really? Well, things like religion. Um, so it's not that your views well. are worthless. They just weren't his they views. They were different. Yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they were different. How dare you disagree? But I was made to feel that they were completely worthless, without merit, and just so awful. I mean, at one point, he, well, I probably shouldn't say this, you know, I was threatened with, you know, almost sort of disinheritance and ch- being chucked out. Oh, you rebel. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, saying that to someone, you know, 18, 19 years old, who doesn't feel particularly confident, is absolutely... A number of times I talk about my father when they, we're talking about these sort of subjects. Yeah, well... <laughs> I did love him. He, he, he was a hoot as well. But some of the things... I mean, also, as parents as well, I think now, you realise how these things stick. Yeah. Maybe. And yeah maybe we're far think, more aware I don't know I think yeah I think we are more aware maybe as a generation as well with how mm. our words the things we say can stick and how they can affect people because I think we're tuning into how we have been affected by yeah. things our parents have said Absolutely. I'm not sure if previous generations ever well you didn't examine your feelings or no, talk exactly. about things did you no once upon a time it was never really anyway but no, I know, I know that my opinion is useful to people because people write and ask me questions. Well, there you go. 
and people listen to this podcast with me they do and listen to what we have to say so you know they're not everybody's interested but there are people who are so I guess that's part of it isn't it you know and it's like the whole thing you're never going to please everybody all the time are you and that's another big lesson learned as well yeah Yeah. that some people do find my opinion interesting useful valuable and some people think I'm silly and some people don't and some people think I'm silly but they are also okay with that but that is about them not about you yeah 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 indeed yeah Oh, oh. <laughs> deep stuff, deep stuff, deep stuff. Oh, what have you got for your last one? My last one, which is kind of how I am at the moment, and it's kind of come up on a couple of other sort of social media feeds and things, is that you need to be in a constant creative flow to be an artist, mm, constantly producing work. Yeah. And I guess I have. I've only really started to question that because I've not been in my studio or done anything big and creative since October, I think, which is when all the big family stuff kicked off in Scotland and everything else was going on up there. So we've had lots to deal with. And sometimes I think you've just got to accept that your life goes in ebbs and flows and different things happen. I kind of thought I would shoot into the new year and maybe I would put it all behind me and become very creative but I haven't but I feel okay with that I've yeah you know come to terms with it but it's like you know how can I call myself an artist if I'm not actually making art yeah but I'm not at the moment mm-hmm. and that's just one of those things and I think things are ticking over I've enrolled on a little course because I thought that might help me um I'm quite enjoying it but no it's not really <laughs> so I'm not going to particularly mention names now but yeah no it's it's a little bit of um creative diversion i think but it surprised me to see you, you yeah. yeah it was just like oh new year what shall i do i don't know i just thought it would um maybe kickstart some ideas yeah it's got you doing something anyway at least yeah i think that was it i needed to be doing something but you know I, yeah I, I think it's okay it's okay and i noticed that the portrait artist of the year is coming up again deadline for that is february so i thought well maybe i'll maybe i'll get in to do yeah. some portraits and see how i am yeah. I think I was also struck, and I, I did write an Instagram thing about it, that you know, it goes into New Year and you've got 21 days of this and 30 days of that and post every day on Instagram. You can't be doing new creative stuff every day, can you, really? Yeah. Not- I mean, because th- this is something that I have struggled with, yeah, over the past couple of years, doing like these online courses and things. Yeah. Finding time for my own art is when there's stuff going on the busy stuff or the work stuff yeah that is sort of like it, it's obvious what I need to go and do yeah so it's easier to do that whereas going to my art unless I've got something ongoing I find it really hard to make that switch mentally to this yes. what am I doing what do I want to explore I don't know I I don't even know where to start which is why having like a sketchbook project so like having the hundred day thing that was good because I had a really finite doing something every day yeah Yeah. something and it didn't matter how big it was or how small it was so I've yeah I mean I started off on the Tara Lever 21 days thing and I missed the last weekend because we were away yeah and I knew it would come to this you know well what have I been doing what can I share um but I am going to carry on with it that's good because it is helping me to focus but yeah I I find this whole business of well if you don't make art you're not an artist and 
is bollocks, really, because you can't yeah. make art every day. Of course you can't. Of course you can't. And um, and that doesn't. It was like if you're a dentist, you're not doing teeth on the weekend, are you? Yeah. But you're still a dentist. And it's almost like if you know if you're telling yourself, well, if you're not making art, you can't be an artist. It'll just make you. I thought, yeah, I'm just going to stop. So I've got to believe that I'm going to come back to it, and I think you know I will. It's the intention as well, yeah. yeah. I have cleared my studio too, which I couldn't actually even walk in there because this was pre-Christmas. Everything's a mess, got to do this. Everything gets dumped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, heaps, doom yeah. piles. Right, okay. My last one, uh, although I've just seen my notes for my opinion is worthless, which I forgot to read. Um, <laughs> and that, the point I wanted to make on that was that there's enough people in the world, like in politics, who think they know all the answers who think their opinions matter, but look yeah. what a state we're all in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Just got that off my Let's chest. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> we could talk about that, couldn't we? Gosh. <laughs> but no, my last one is, it's sort of related to some of yours as well. Nothing I do is original. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I sort of come across this with the teaching. I think, oh, what should I do next? Or what should I teach next? And sort of, well, what's, well, that's been done or someone else has done that yeah. or, you know, or someone else has done that and it's much better than me. Or And the sort of, well, what do I know? What have I got to teach people that's different and interesting? Your take on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> it comes from the craziness that is in here. You get Silly Izzy teaching it. There we go. Silly Izzy. Oh, don't. That's going to stick. Sorry. <laughs> I'm silly Izzy. <laughs> but yeah. In my darkest depths, when I'm, I suppose it's if I'm trying, trying to have an idea and there's just nothing there, I think, yeah. well, I've got nothing. I've got nothing original to say. This is why I think it's all related with whom my opinion is worthless. Nothing original to say. Nothing I'm going to do is original or different. What's going to make someone do something with me and not with someone else? Yeah. It's a tricky one because, yeah, really, there is nothing original, nothing new. Exactly. That makes it hard, doesn't it? No, but but so we all <laughs> just do it our own way, don't we? And that's yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So, I think so. Oh. Yeah. Whew. Well, but, I'm going to say I'll take back my comments. <laughs> well, my diversion didn't discover is if we move... Are you allowed to waffle on that? <laughs> just want to crack onto them before we run out of time okay. <laughs> because no it is related actually um so i've got a longer one and then a short one right at the end so the longer one though is related to this so in terms of my diversion it definitely was there was this this woman popped up on instagram and i can't remember what the premise was that initially hooked me you never can you think why did i sign no. up to this what was it it was something that in this ad and I thought yeah go on then and it was this 12 days of masterclasses on teaching you know the online course that you've always wanted to teach or whatever right okay. and I've been sort of thinking of ideas for like my free motion course and trying to think of the hook and how to position it you know how to phrase yeah. it if you like how to put it all together and so I thought yeah go on then and it because it was 12 days of Christmas, of course, the first one was on Christmas Day. And I thought, oh, oh, that's nonsense. Am I going to sit and watch a webinar on Christmas Day? No. 
anyway, no, so I missed the first one, but I did watch the Boxing Day one. And you start off quite cynical. She's this very striking Icelandic lady, um, all in red with this blonde hair. And uh, she starts off and you think, oh, my God, she's strident. <laughs> she's very... <laughs> but, yeah. But she doesn't have limiting beliefs. No, she definitely doesn't have limiting beliefs. <laughs> But anyway, so you go through and oh my word, the whole thing, because I did the more the further you go, you think, yeah, yes, 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 yes. And everything she said was like ting, 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 ting. And okay. basically it was 12 days of the best business training I have ever received. Oh, really? It was brilliant. Amazing. Amazing. From everything to what to put on a landing page, which order to do it, to your whole attitude to everything. And also she talked about limiting beliefs right and that was really interesting so this sort of ties in with what we've just been talking about (laughs) and if people are interested this is her formula for turning around limiting beliefs so shall i go through it really quickly because it ties in really quickly you've got five minutes yeah Yeah. (laughs) we we could always we can can carry on can't we (laughs) because i just thought it was really interesting and she was so good and she was so she's very no nonsense, but also she was very human. Okay. Um, so it's all about the stories that we tell ourselves. Yeah. So it's about changing your mindset into believing that you can do something. So the first thing to do is you've got to believe it it is possible. So, like say drawing, I want to draw. Yep. You gotta believe that it's possible. And as soon as you say, I yes, I believe, yeah, I, I can learn to draw, of course I can immediately your limited relief will pop up and say hello here i am no you can't yeah no you can't so they say, okay where's that coming from then and you need to look back and think where did that start and find the story that's behind it find the story that you have told yourself and sort of where it's come from you've got to try and identify you know, oh, it was because of this one thing that one teacher told me when I was six. Yeah. Or something like, oh, the sky doesn't I've look like a, that. I've got a story that I, when it gets comes to my turn, I will link to this for you. Okay. <laughs> so you've got to find the story sense. behind it yeah. to under, really understand the root of it. And then you decide on your new belief. So like, no, I believe I can learn to draw. Yeah. And then the key thing is you find a story that proves it you have to find an alternative story that proves that anyone can learn to draw Mm -hmm. so then you can go and look for examples of people who have like become artists when they're 80 people who have learned to draw like people on your course say people who didn't think they could draw who discovered they they could or look at your own life say well I did a hundred days of little thumbnail sketches and by the end I was really comfortable drawing pictures of my foot or or whatever yeah so you can find if you look you can find evidence actually that proves your new belief but then you've got to remind yourself of it so she says you've got to anchor it like with a mantra I don't she's Mm. she wasn't woo at all it wasn't sort of all woo woo so some sort of behavior so maybe you write it down or you put it on a thing on your notice board Right. Or you just read back this story or you just keep looking at examples of people who've done it or you interact with people who have like you follow people on Instagram or whatever who have proven whatever. 
Sure. And that then reinforces that new belief. No, this is possible. No, we can do this. Yeah. yeah. So I thought she was she was absolutely <laughs> spot on. And she got a name. Sigrun. And she does have a second name, but it's Icelandic. Okay. <laughs> something, something, something dot here. We, we will find it and we will put it in the show notes. No, it doesn't matter what her surname is because she explained this. And Iceland right. sounds amazing. She says in Iceland, everyone has a surname, because, it, but it just relates you to... So it's yes, daughter, it's daughter. your daughter, yeah, daughter or whoever. Yeah. And it's yeah. just putting you in context. But everyone is first names. Right. Everyone is about first names. Well, that's and interesting. Yeah. And also, Iceland had the first female president as well. I didn't know that. Um, president, prime I've... minister... New Zealand had a, didn't I thought no, no, I think it was, it was Iceland. Iceland. No, New Zealand was the first place women got the vote. Yeah, okay. No, I think it was Iceland. <laughs> anyway, but this her her basic overall mission with ev- we're gonna have to extend, it's okay. Yes. So her overall mission, which is what's got me really interested and really thinking, ah, there's something in this, is about female entrepreneurship. All right. About the number of women or how few women there are who earn more than a certain amount. And she is on a mission to change that, to help women believe that, yeah, it's possible. We can do this. We deserve it. You know, we can work as hard as anyone. Could do with that one. Another limiting belief, can't make any money at my art. (laughs) One last thing about this 12 days thing, because obviously it was building up to selling. Of course. Now now you think I'm fabulous. Now you'll buy my course. Yeah, exactly. But it was so cleverly done because everything she was teaching us about mailing lists, social media, content, or marketing, seriously, Gina, everything was in there. But with everything she did, she was demonstrating how it worked and how it could work to get you at the end to go, oh, my word, let me give you my money. I need this. (laughs) Do you, do you see what I mean? Which is, yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. really, really clever. And the way at the end of it, it's not about sort of selling. It's about people saying, please, can I buy from you? Yeah. People asking for it. Yes. <laughs> Which feels yeah. so much better than just sort yes. of. And, and the other sort of key thing she said, she said, we are not in the persuading business. Right. Or convincing, convincing people. We don't need to, we are not in the persuading business. You know, if this isn't right for you, we're not going to persuade you. No, because you don't want people doing things with you when they don't really want to do it because no. they're going to be dissatisfied, aren't they? Yeah. 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 And so it was really refreshing. It wasn't this awful pumped up high pressure, mm. you know, the yeah, sort of marketing and also she did her like her morning routine she said i do not get up at 5 a.m and do two hours of yoga sorry no (laughs) oh thank goodness for that (laughs) and then go for a cold water swim and but the thing is so the whole thing is about building this thing where you you design these courses and and everyone's like well it won't work for me well it won't work for me because i want to teach this and she was like it works for everyone and she said we have people who do sewing and i thought hello and there was a woman she's a czech woman and she set up a little online course and she made last year something like two hundred and thirty thousand dollars right and i was like (laughs) okay 
Oh. And and there was a class with her. Where I think I'll cut this out actually. Anyway, because this is irrelevant, really. Yeah, but but, are you waffling, Izzy? I am waffling now. <laughs> but she is the loveliest girl, and it's just sewing patterns. I I might keep this in actually. I don't know. I have these big ideas right up until it comes to doing something. So that is a limiting belief, isn't it? That there's something holding you back. Yeah. It's the who am I or I don't know what I'm doing. But this woman, this Czech woman selling the, I mean, she it was teaching as well. She was teaching yeah. online and the patterns. And it was just an eight-week course as well. No forever access business. And one of the questions was, well, how much are you selling? Because there was a webinar with her yeah. to sort of introduce sort of people who'd gone through this course and why it was so brilliant yeah. and everyone had to enroll straight away on this mastermind thing. And she said, well, that's sort of about two, three hundred dollars. But like like the Icelandic lady herself said, there's someone for every price. Yeah, not everyone can afford things, but yeah. But some people do. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's things like, you know, when you see these art memberships of which we belong. And that's something in my head. I could never run anything like that. Funnily enough, that's going around my head. Yeah. Who would want to belong? But I know really then when I start to think about it, what's holding me back is, admin <laughs> commitment i find it hard enough to fit in writing a newsletter coming up with ideas for that and doing that on a regular basis if i was having to find content for a group that were paying me every month i think i'd find the pressure incredible which is what i yeah. have been because th- i have thought about this for over a year yeah something me like too. this <laughs> quietly in the background is this something i could do yeah. i have been put off by the thought of all the admin but also the pressure to create yeah that said I have thought of a way I could do it Mm -hmm. and I thought yes definitely going to do this this is a marvelous idea wonderful wonderful also uh, I've had ideas about my newsletter as well yeah and again you see this is where I get to the I'm silly I'm ridiculous my opinion doesn't matter I don't know what I'm doing because I then second guess myself and I think is this a limiting belief or is this me being sensible and knowing myself and saying don't be so ridiculous you know you You took the words out of my mouth there I was just going to say is it a limiting belief or is it actually being realistic and sensible (laughs) yeah and I I really then I don't know because Mm. if I did everything that I thought of as I thought of it Oh, my goodness, the things I would have signed up for, the things I would have, I suppose, if I had done the amazing, brilliant ideas I'd had and put them in action, something might have worked by now. And you could, it's also this idea, I think, another limiting belief that everything we do has to be thought out, careful, perfect, planned and work forever. Yeah, that's interesting. I've just been talking about that to Stuart because he said he needs to write some things first and have some articles ready to go before he can start writing a blog. No, just do it. He said because he's worried that if he just does it, then he feels he's got to come up with things all the time. And I said that just happens. It happens as you start, like the podcast. Once you start, it gains momentum and you get the more more ideas. Sure. So you've we never thought we'd be here, did we? Two years ago. No. So things like coming up with, say, an idea for a membership or whatever, if you did it and you did it for three months or a year or whatever and you thought, blow this, I can't keep this up, you could stop. Exactly. But why do we think that whatever we do has to be perfect 
from the get-go and never change? I don't know. Is it because we are considering this as a like an equivalent to a job where you have a job description, this is your job and therefore and it never changes and you just keep going until you retire? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So you know, you try something, it doesn't work, you can stop and do something else. We've definitely diverted, haven't we? <laughs> Have diverted, but wasn't it fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My last diversion in discovery, and then I'll let you talk, maybe. <laughs> That's kind of you. <laughs> Sorry. London Drawing School. Yes, go on then. Shush. I have, talking of drawing, I have signed up to a little workshop this Saturday called Secrets of Seeing. And the first one is Lines. Oh, he's good with Josh Armitage. Yeah. Probably, yes. So yes. I'm hoping that if this is Lines, there might be others on. Yeah, I think he does. He does a whole series. So okay. maybe they're re releasing them again because I did one with him last year, Secrets of Seeing Faces. Oh, okay. And it was great fun. And he put forward lots of ideas that actually fed right into my Funky Faces course. So I think all their courses are excellent. I mean, yes. a lot of them, I've taken several. I've with done them. a few, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they're not always things like I did a couple before Christmas again because this creative lull. And I thought, oh, you know, I'm not doing anything. And it was for Indian style drawing. I can't remember what it's called now. It was oh, I, I did the one before the tree of life. It was just very a different style of teaching. A lovely Indian lady in Delhi teaching us, which was super. Yeah, really enjoyed it. I didn't think I'd be able to that we'd be able to do it in the time allowed. Looking at the yeah. pictures, but yeah, you do, don't you? It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah good fun. So that is this Saturday at two p.m. So when this podcast right. comes out, people can still sign up, and it's all over Zoom. It's done virtually, so people can do it from wherever they are. Yeah, do it all over the world, can't they? And they're, they're very reasonably priced. It's just pay what you can afford. They give a suggested price, don't they? So, yeah. And they're always really well done. And you get the replay for seven days after. Well, you can choose what you can choose to do the live one and get the replay or just get the replay, actually. Yeah, I know I one that I really, really wanted to do that I wasn't around for and I just got the replay and that was brilliant. I've done life drawing with them as well, which has been very interesting. So, yeah, yeah, they've been they, they, I think they're a great little group. Happy to plug that. And just. Finally, to wrap up, and then you really can have a say, I haven't <laughs> signed up for the Icelandic Ladies Mastermind. Yeah. I haven't. But because I left comments on everything, they chased up every single comment. And, oh, my word, that reminds me of something. Sorry. She's not going to let me talk, people. See? I'm not. I'm not. You know what? You know, I took back that thing about you waffling. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm just blown yeah, it. It's, it's gone. It, that ship has sailed. <laughs> we did a Christmas game. PowerPoint. We each had to put a deck of five five slides together for PowerPoint, oh, really? and then you then you do a spinner and and you have to present someone else's PowerPoint. Someone else's. Oh. It was hilarious. Jacob, the boyfriend, he had to do Nick's. So Nick's was all about food service companies and pre-packed, vac-packed oh, fish. Right. And so Jacob was like, "Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> as you can see, so you have to completely ad lib. You don't know what the next slide oh, fun. is. <laughs> so mine were, of course, were all art related." So I had Nick Wilton there going, the more you do, the more you do. <laughs> Brilliant. God knows what that means. It was a screenshot. And there were like these funnels, like sales funnels and things sure. and pie charts and things with no captions or the number one mistake. And then is. <laughs> and then people had to ad lib. So that was really, really funny. But there was one slide that I had and it was said, remember, NCU. 
and so Nick got my my this slide, and he said, "So we've got to remember, so NZU, so over to you. So you know, of course, you know, you can all you all know what NCU is, you know." And I was like, "I honestly can't remember actually what." <laughs> what and you wrote it. <laughs> it was a screenshot from this webinar I'd attended. Yeah. I, like, I have no idea why I've kept the screenshot. I have no idea what NCU is. And it was really, really bothering me. So I had to look it up <laughs> and scroll all the way back. No comment unanswered. All right. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no comment on unanswered as a golden rule for social media. Oh, no okay. comment unanswered. And the Icelandic lady and her team were brilliant. So they Not answered all my queries and they said, can we get in touch with it? You know, can we chat about this to see if we can make it work for you? Right. I said, look, it's very kind of you. Very lovely. Uh, I've had some brilliant ideas the last few days. Thank you very much. I know now what the <laughs> quite considerable investment would be. All right. <laughs> and I know when you will be doing this again. So I've made a little note in my diary. But meanwhile, thank you. Yeah. And so it was all very lovely and all very nice. Excellent. I'm finished now. You. Yes. I've, well, I didn't have any diversions and discoveries. Oh, well, I? there you go. But, but... <laughs> Stop it. Stop it now. You're so mean to me. <laughs> Everyone thinks I'm mean to you and keep you in check. It's not true, is it? No, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> no, I said I had no none, but I have been running um, and it's not a discovery because I've done it before, the Couch to 5K program. But just to encourage people, you know, I am 65 and I'm starting running again, which I, you know, if there was any limiting belief in my head that I could never do this. I'm overcoming it, but I'm going to tell you a little story which kind of illustrates what she was saying. So anyway, I'm in my second week. Um, I've got no aches and pains and I've put it all down to this intermittent fasting has got rid of all this inflammation pain in my body, which is fantastic. I, I can't. Yeah, I, I still say to you, I can't believe that just changing my eating window has made this much different to the pain. What's your eating window? Is it 10 hours? 10 hours. Usually I have breakfast after nine and I've eaten before seven in the evening. Yeah. And then it's no milk and tea or anything like that. So I have peppermint tea in the evening, black yeah. coffee when I get up. You know, it's easy to do. I broke it over Christmas because you're going out and doing different things different times, but came back onto it New Year. So perfect. Yeah, you know, it may not last. It may do, but I'm not limiting my beliefs on that one. But <laughs> Going right back to when I first, first started running and I remember watching the London Marathon on TV and I had a new baby at the time, my eldest, and thinking, gosh, I'd love to do that. Oh, there's no way I'd ever be able to do that. And that belief in my head came from the fact that I was never any good at games or sport at school, never got picked for teams, never did anything. You know, it was just yeah. one of those things you had to endure. So I, I just didn't. You're not sporty. No, I wasn't sporty. Yeah. I wasn't sporty. Um, and I thought, no, I can't. And then, you know, it kind of went out of my head and we moved to America and I had another baby and we came back and I remember watching it again and thinking, no, I really, really want to be able to do that. And there's no reason why I can't. And I started running with a, you know, walking one minute of running, one minute of walking. And I, I can remember it clearly that very, you know, and I'd, I'd run to the next lamppost and just about manage it. And I remember seeing a lamppost ahead and thinking, this is the finishing line to the London Marathon. So even though I'd been walking up to that point, that last little 30 seconds of running, I'm crossing the finishing line. And that visual image was like me retelling the story. I can do this. 
and a year later I ran the London Marathon. Yay! That's incredible. I I can't you know, I did it slowly yeah. and I I but I did it. Um five hours. Ten years later I did it again and I did it in four hours. Wow. And then it was after that that I got painful knees and I went to see a doctor and I said, you know, what can I do about my knees? Because I'm on a said, just stop running. <sighs> and I did. And I, I've never got that buzz back from anything else in the same way. So, yeah. So, you know, you can believe in yourself. You can do anything. So I shall keep people updated with my progress. I hope I don't have to give up, but, you know. I'm so tempted. I really am. Yeah. But I had a bit because I did the couch to 5k back at the beginning of 2018 and again right. I tried it when Ingrid was a baby and I got as far as 15 minutes and I would get a stitch and I could never get past that point right if I stopped for a minute and then carried on I was okay for the rest of the half an hour but I could never do it without that pause in the middle so I gave up for years and so I started again, yeah, a few years ago and I did the whole thing. And I was getting to the point where I was running out of places to run where I could go for far enough for it to feel, you know, I could easily have gone yeah, up to sure. like four miles or something. Um, and I can't remember why I stopped. And I started again yeah. last year, maybe it's two years ago, maybe now. And I was up to the point where I could, run half an hour again and my left knee just started to hurt yeah um and so you know we do have to listen to yeah. our bodies don't we and be careful so but yeah. I would love to do it because like you say that buzz that feeling you get oh my word I've never yeah. got that from anything yeah, I've tried else. cycling and I've tried swimming it just doesn't do it and you know I walk a lot it's not quite the same you know I hate swimming in a, a swimming pool just sure. soup people's yeah. soup oh no, I hate that sounds it. disgusting doesn't it yeah no it's horrible <laughs> and bodies. cycling around yeah cycling around here is not safe and it's too hilly no. so yeah ah oh, I'm I'm so yeah. I'm so tempted no but well I can at the moment so I'm just hoping it will yeah. uh, carry on and you know it's again I've just got to believe I can do it and in fact somebody on the intermittent fasting Facebook group when I put that that yeah you know, I couldn't believe that my knee pain had gone and a lady who in her 70s came back to me and said she had a similar sort of thing. She started running again in her 60s. She now does long distance runs constantly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I'm being very sensible that I have no desire to run a marathon again. It's hard work. Yeah. So that's you are <laughs> tuning into what is realistic, what is sensible and yeah. what is no, I can do this. Yeah. It's finding that. Yeah. You know, I'll see how I go. And if, if I get to a stage where I'm running, yeah, I'm not going to say never, ever again. That's not in my mindset but that, that's not your ambition no my ambition is to do a park run excellent which is 5k and i think yeah super <laughs> so we'll see how we go excellent stuff very very good thank you oh. thank you <laughs> have we put all those limiting beliefs to bed do you think i think so isn't it funny how more pop up yeah as you're saying it you re realize more and more don't you i know how many there are we do it to ourselves it's like you have to have a have a fly swap for them just sort of swap them away and i think it's almost to protect ourselves from failure it is it is yeah yeah but failure is necessary as well oh yes sometimes we do things and we fail but that's okay like this idea of doing things and expecting it to be perfect and set in stone and that is what we're doing yeah. if there's any chance it might not work out we just then don't do it exactly. but it's only by doing things that you find out what 
does work and, and you can you, tweak yeah. things you can change your mind and then and you find your limits and yeah rather than setting them for you before you start yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because this i think yeah. it'd be interesting if people let us know what their limiting beliefs are i'd be quite interested to know what other things hold people back yeah it would be very interesting because i bet i bet there's overlap um but everyone has their own little gremlins don't they they do and it can be the weirdest thing because often like going back to this story thing these are things from childhood yeah they definitely are yeah so just think about sorry one weird thing just like my mother-in-law when she was cycling a little bit you know in her 50s 60s she had a belief from childhood that women girls shouldn't get sweaty oh that's a bit hard so she never exerted herself (laughs) so she was always really slow (laughs) well because anytime she felt she was getting out of breath or a little bit warm she would stop oh bless her (laughs) (laughs) and that's like the whole point of exercise yeah the whole point is working up a bit of a sweat so yeah, it can be the darkest thing. Yeah. So you know, yeah. But they're only they're only beliefs. This is the they're only beliefs. It's not true necessarily. Exactly. And it's we shouldn't laugh what, because you know no, you shouldn't just, laugh. No, we shouldn't laugh, and that that was probably mean of us. But you know, it was yeah. like <laughs> yeah. But I guess we all have them, don't we? In there, yeah. Some are silly, and some are not. Mm. Some are silly, and some are not. Some yeah. are daft, some aren't. And yeah. if they're daft, who cares? Yeah, not us. Not us, no. Yeah, let, let us know your limiting beliefs and we might laugh a little bit, but we won't judge you. <laughs> no, not at okay. all. No, no, because we no. could all be silly. We could all believe silly yeah. things. And I think being able to laugh at yourself and say, oh, that's silly, isn't it? That's almost halfway to sure. finding another way of thinking, isn't it? To look mm-hmm. at something and think, oh, that's a ludicrous idea. Why on earth did I ever believe that? <laughs> Looking at it in the cold light of day, you can say, well, that's a silly thing to say about myself. Of course, that's not true. Good. (laughs) Right. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, if you found it helpful and interesting and fun, maybe a bit silly, please do forward it to a friend, leave a review, um, all those things, and follow us, subscribe to us, because that really helps other people find us. Next time, we have a very special guest. And so you'll have to tune in to find out who that is and to listen to that chat. Meanwhile, you can find us at ginaferrari-art.co.uk and isabelmore.co.uk. Until next time, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening and Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) Yes, Happy New Year. Can we still say that two weeks in? I think so. (laughs) Yes, we can. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. This is going to be a bit of a job to edit, isn't it? All my own fault. No comment. (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you like the music, it's by Ixon, and you can find it at soundcloud.com slash Ixon, and the link is also in the show notes.